Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. Uh, I am Blaine Gilmer here with Trent Smallwood and Jed May. But the reason that everybody is tuned in tonight is because we have a special guest here with us tonight. It is none other than 2024 quarterback Ryan Puglisi. We will have him on here in just a second. Got to take care of the business it's presented by Turner Wood and Smith Insurance in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. So uh, make sure you guys, for any insurance needs you may have, they've both been in business for over 100 years and uh, they can take care of all your uh, life, home, car, and business needs. But without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and bring on 2024 Georgia quarterback commit Ryan Puglisi, man. Uh, Ryan, uh, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. I, I, we were kind of joking beforehand. I said, this is your first live performance in front of the, the Georgia fans. They can be uh, quite critical at times. So you got to bring the A game, okay? Especially with it, Georgia, Florida week. Everybody's, you know, everything gets ratcheted up a little bit down here, as you'll learn in the next few years. So uh, uh, excited to have you on here with us, man. Uh, just kind of give us a little brief uh recap of what life has been like in the last couple of weeks since uh right before this commitment and and uh and since it happened yeah so obviously as you guys know i committed um a few days ago last week um it's been pretty wild since then but before that um that started the season up we start later than everyone else so we were on i think we were week week four the, the week i committed so we were four games in um yeah, I mean, it's been a great start to the season so far, and um, just excited to be a Bulldog. Before we get into questions, because we got a lot of questions for you, we uh, <laughs> there was actually stuff going around the, the Friday night before you committed because you had planned, I think, a little bit of a video there, and I think some yeah. people within earshot actually heard, I just heard Ryan Puglisi say he's going to Georgia and a touchdown that he did and all this kind of stuff. So uh, tell, talk to us about the plan that kind of went into all that. Yeah, so like that, the guy um, the guy who made the video, his name's Aaron, and um, he goes by BYA Wags. That's that's his his uh, handle. He's, he's amazing with those videos. And um, I've been pretty close to him for a while, so he was like, we knew we were making the video. I knew he was making the video. And he was just like, when you score, he's like, come, come, come find me in the end zone. I'll be in the end zone. And you can say it then. And he's like, he's like, it'll be awesome. So that's what, kind of what happened. I scored and I saw him in the end zone. It worked out perfectly. Like just, just, just like he said it would. So that's kind of how it happened. Absolutely, man. Hey, you gotta, gotta have faith to go find that, that end zone. But we're going to have uh, a lot of questions here from UGA sports vault members, but uh, you know, Trent, Jed, I know we had a couple questions lined up for him first. So, Jed, if you want to you wanna start off, uh, well, then we'll, we'll just kind of go around and then we'll get to vault questions here in a minute. Yeah, Ryan, I kind of want to ask you about how this whole journey with Georgia has kind of started because you came down to camp I want, like first week of June, I think, and um, earned an offer at that camp, I think, if I remember right. And ever since then, it's kind of seemed like Georgia's had you priority number one. So, um, I guess just first of all, what do you think you showed them in that camp? And then what has it been like – for to have Georgia really kind of turn up the heat on you over these past couple months. Yeah. Um, so it all really started in, um, in the spring when the, when the recruiting period opened back up, coach Munkin came to my school at Avon and he watched me throw at our, our own field. Um, he, he watched me throw live. And right after that, he called me and he was just like, we need to get you down on campus this summer. So that's what happened. That's we, we started continuously talking then. 
started to build a relationship and um i i kind of knew like when i first met him like he was a guy i would definitely want to play for he was just you could tell he, he understands football more than anyone else um so that really caught my eye in the beginning and then obviously i went down in the summer i went down on june i think it was june 15th or june 16th one of those days um and camp for them and then right after the camp was over i went up to coach smart's office with um my coach coach Hooley, he came down with us and, and my dad as well so I, I got offered right after camp absolutely so you know when you go through this process it's something that that the vast overwhelming majority of human beings never get the opportunity to experience especially what you did going you know alabama and georgia like back to back and getting those offers yeah. especially with some of the other interests you had earlier in in the year but uh you know, I just wanted to know personally when you're going through all this, at what moment, what was it? Was it something somebody said? Was it something that, that you that you saw, that you experienced? When did you know and what was it that made you know, I wanna be a I wanna be a Georgia Bulldog? And yeah. then what was that conversation after that? What was that conversation like with Munkin and Kirby? Yeah. So I think um like I started to know and I started to get a feeling like right as soon as I got that offer, I kind of felt right away that like we had already started a, a strong relationship even before the offer. So like even get, getting the offer just added on to it. Um, having the offer and being able to talk to Coach Monk and Coach Smart, Coach Faulkner, um, Coach Bobo and all of them, like with the author, with, with the offer, like I was just able to just create a better relationship with them. Um, we could just talk and continuously probably – three, four times a week. Um, and then recently, probably like within the last like two months, um, I was getting on FaceTime with Coach Smart like two times a week. And wow. I would, I just really started to feel it. Um, I you might have been talking to Coach Smart more than his family in, in, in the last couple of months. That, that's that's impressive, man. Yeah, so it was definitely an awesome time. He, we would FaceTime and stuff. So it was amazing just to be able to build that relationship with him as well. And then I started to – I really knew then, like, within those those these past few months, I knew I had that feeling in me. I knew I wanted to get it done. And my family was on board with it. Um, uh, I already had a few games under my, my junior season, so they were able to watch my film and stuff. And, you know, went down there, um, obviously, uh, a few days ago and pulled the, tr- pulled the trigger on them just because I, I knew it was right. As soon as I got there, my family, it was the first time my mom and my sister was there. My brother wasn't able to come, which was unfortunate. But um, as soon as most of my family was there, I brought my two of my uncles also. And they were just, everyone was blown away. So I think it was the right time. I, I knew I wanted to. So there was no point in waiting. Quick follow-up before Trent's question here. Now, Kirby's a defensive guy. Has a rep, rep you know, that, that rep of being all about defense. So, what was it like, those those conversations you had, getting on Zoom, getting on FaceTime, all that kind of stuff, and, uh, you know, talking to him about offense? Uh, is it – were you a little surprised at some of the talk that was coming out of him being a defensive guy, or what did you think? Um, I wouldn't say I was surprised. I honestly, like, I like it because, like, those defensive guys, like, tend to be more, like, like juice and, like, fiery. So, it's like – it's good to talk to those guys because they, they always bring it. And it's, it's fun to talk to those guys. And I know that Coach Smart is a, has an amazing football mind. So I knew 
he's just talking offense with him, even though he's known as a defensive guy, it was going to be definitely a good time. But like I said before, just always talking like those uh, like so-called defensive guys, like they always bring bring a ton of energy. So it's, it was really good to talk to him about it. Trent, you got something for Ryan here? Yeah, I know everybody uh, wants to know about, you know, recruiting, um, who's coming with you, uh, who who you talking with. I know off air we talked about, you know, you, you are in a group chat with the uh, with the commits in the class. Is there anybody in particular that you're going after in this class that's kind of uncommitted at this time or maybe committed elsewhere? Um, you know, like right when I committed, um, we had talked about a few names just – just to get the ball rolling and really get them get get talking to them, building relationships. So I mean, most of the receivers, um, offensive linemen, I talked to like Mike Matthews, uh, Cam Pringle. Cam Pringle was actually at the game with me. Um, so I, I started to build a relationship with him there, um, in person. So I talked to him. Um, yeah, I mean, really really uh, I've been talking to Mike and um Cam and then start just trying to build a relationship with my teammates that I know are gonna be my teammates so far. Um and then obviously there was a few more, a uh, few more names that came out. So just really trying to get the ball rolling with everything right now. I guess I guess it's fortunate that you're coming in as the, as a quarterback in this class, and you already have uh, you know a, a good amount of playmakers already committed in that class. So yeah. what, what do you think about those guys? I love it. I mean, uh, even just talking to them, there, I can tell it's going to be a good time. You know, talking to Nye, talking to Landon. Sokovi, um, all those guys. I just get a good, good, get a good vibe from them. I know it's going to be a good time, and um, obviously it helps when they're the athletes that they are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we got a couple of questions here live before we get to the 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 vault question. We got one. Uh, he says, "This is UGA Chris M." He says, "Ryan, what's your favorite route to throw, man? If you, if you get to if you, you get your pick, games yep. on the line, you got a route to throw. What are you wanting to throw, man?" Post. I like doing a deep, or I'm either doing a deep post or I like to like just like ripping a comeback. I got you. Roll, sprint out on the comeback or or straight drop back on the comeback. Um, I like I like a sprint out comeback, but if I have my choice, I'm definitely gonna throw a deep post. Absolutely, let it let it fly. Absolutely, I hear yeah. you. So we got we do have some questions here for you on the on the vault, and uh, just so you know, Ryan, these are the when it comes to vault members, these are the recruitniks of all recruitniks, man. I mean, they've been they've been trying to get every piece of information they can find. About, they love knowing about Georgia uh, football recruits, especially on the offensive side of the ball, especially at quarterback, man. So, uh, so you got some guys that are uh, excited about uh, getting their questions um, asked to you. One was already covered. Uh, we'll just. I'll just throw it up there just so they see it. Uh, KSDJ1869 was asking about recruits on the other side of the ball. I, I mean, has there been any defensive names that have popped up about maybe even coaches just saying, hey, we, we, you know, you might want to talk to this guy? <laughs> um, I would say just because it's so early, like just from committing, we were really focused on trying to get the offensive guys, you know, trying to get obviously offensive linemen and playmakers. So, um, we did really didn't we didn't talk about any defensive guys yet, but it was more mainly focusing on the, on the offensive side of it. Yeah, that well, that offensive class is crazy uh, so far. Um, the the boy racer forty five did want to know what was what was it about Georgia that appealed 
to you to make you choose to come here? I think you already talked a little bit about the relationship, but was there any one specific factor? And then also he wants to know what, uh, what do you think you need to work on the most before you arrive in Athens? Yeah, I would say um, the culture as a whole at Georgia. Um, I feel like there's just excellence around everywhere, whether it's academics, whether it's athletics. Um, just, you know, when I when I stepped on campus the first time there, even in the summer, like there weren't that many people there, but like you can just feel it. It's just a an amazing place to be and um, definitely a place where I thought that I felt that I could definitely excel in all aspects. So I just think Georgia as a whole, Georgia as a culture, was was the main thing that stuck out to me and uh, yeah what do you got to work on uh, yeah. in your opinion I think a lot of people talk about how um like pretty good arm strength so I think sometimes I can get carried away and throw it a little too far sometimes so I think working on the needle a little bit too much yeah so working on working on my touch is definitely gonna be something I'm gonna be focusing on I hear you. Uh, the, hey, just because we were talking about it earlier, I got to throw this up there. Somebody's asking, is number 11 on Ryan's team committed? Number 11, why don't you just pop your head in there, man? Just say hello. He's, he's there in the background. There, there's his roommate right yeah. there. Number, uh, was it? Introduce him. He's my roommate. I'm Jackson Harbert. He's a 23 <laughs> wide receiver. Um, he was just taking a nap, so you call him off guard. But <laughs> Yeah. absolutely so they're they're asking uh they're asking uh, about him people are watching those highlights man so they see uh they see number 11 doing work in there for sure uh let's let's see who else we we have here um all right so the big question is they want to know and this is right out there man they want to know do you, are you still growing i mean do they expect you to get any taller doctors you know project people get cer- certain height and they want to know what are you four five four six four seven in the 40 what what's the what's the measurables over there ryan yeah i'm like i'm about six three right now um i'm still growing i think that's what my doctor said uh every time every time i see people they say i got taller so i think that's a good sign um, yeah but I have a ton of height in my family. I hope I don't get that tall. My cousin's like six eleven, and he's a. Oh wow! I don't plan on getting that tall. So <laughs> that's that's about how tall Jed is. And Jed seems like he's six eleven. Like, every time I see people, they tell me I got taller. So uh, yeah. I clearly clearly uh, missed my calling. Now I'm I'm not running a forty as fast as I'm sure you are, Ryan. What are we looking at as far as a uh, forty times last last time you ran one? Yeah, I think the last time I ran one was about like four eight in that in that area. But yeah, yeah, uh, they wanted to know. You know, we know that you can come in there and uh, shove shove heat from the mound, man. As a, as a relief pitcher, play shortstop. Uh, Coach Strickland at Georgia is he is he tried to reach out to you and say, hey, man, you want to you want to try to play some baseball while you're down here in Athens? Any of that been going on yet? Yeah, so most of the schools that I got offered for, for football, I got offered for baseball as well. So that happened with Georgia as well. But, I mean, right now I'm pretty focused on football. I'm pretty committed for football. So, I don't know. It's been a talk, but it's always been a lifelong dream of mine. But I think right now I'm pretty focused on football. Well, hey, at the very least, they let Stetson Bennett go take BP uh, before a game, uh, or you know, this past spring. So, and throw out a first pitch, so at least you can go viral on, uh, you know, on on social media by doing stuff like that. Uh, Trent, uh, Jeb, we got a couple more questions over here, but y'all got anything to kind of follow up on what you heard so far, or are you going to keep keep rolling with these? Yeah, actually, uh, True Dog down here kind of asked a question I had just thought of. Who among current 
um, I guess from a player's standpoint, did you how much have you talked to any um, current player or even former players? And, and what has the message from a player's standpoint kind of been like about, um, you know, what kind of program George is and um, why they'd be best for you? Yeah. So for a former player, um, I, I go to the same gym as Tyler Catalina. He was a offensive tackle. I think he was there for Coach, Coach Mart's first year. Um, and I have his number. I talked to him a little bit good amount before or after I committed and we talked and he he had nothing but good things to say about it he said he loved playing for coach smart coach smart cared for his kids a ton and he always he obviously pushes them to be their best so that was definitely a really good thing to hear after I committed so um but I talked to Branson Robinson a little bit I talked to Amarius Mims um so I was talking to those guys and then obviously so when I went in the summer I got to talk to Stetson I got to talk to Brock Carson so that was a good time as well what was your impression of uh, Stetson Bennett just as a person? I mean, he's been he's been through so much yeah. on the media, and and he it almost feels like at times Stetson last year was almost having to just be a little bit combative with the media just to kind of stand up for himself with some of these questions and stuff like that. But yeah. now he seems so much more relaxed this year. What was your impression of Stetson Bennett just as a as a guy as a guy? Yeah, I thought he was awesome. I thought all of those guys were awesome. Um, especially coming off a national championship, like you would have never expected that those guys just won a national championship. They went right back to work. Extremely humble guys and definitely some pe- some people that I'm um, looking forward to being around. So, yeah, I, I have nothing but good things to say about those guys after I was with them. Definitely a good time. Good. Back at, back in, uh, I guess, when Georgia went to the national championship about five years ago, they were more of a running team. And they've kind of, um, you know, with, with, with Todd Munk and they've kind of, you know, reversed that trend and went and back on a more 50-50 or a little bit more of a passing team. Um, what First of all, what's your relationship like with Todd Munkin? And uh, what have you seen, like, you know, out of the Georgia offense that, that you like uh, as far as what they're doing right now? Yeah, uh, my relationship with Coach Munkin has been awesome. Um, like I said before, like even before I had the offer, I knew that he was a guy I really wanted to play for. Um, we had just started to build a strong relationship even before the offer. And then it, when I got the offer, it, it just skyrocketed from then. Um, so my relationship with him has been amazing. And um, their offense obviously catches my eye because it's very explosive. You know, they could be third and long, but then they could make a deep play or make an explosive play that recovers for it. So. I think um, it's a very explosive team. And being explosive, like, it gives you more room for error. Like, if they're going to be explosive on one play, they can, you know, have – they can afford to make a make a mistake or something like that. So, being explosive is something that's really awesome being a part of. And I know, like, I'm always going to be surrounded by playmakers there. So, always going to be surrounded by a, a big offensive line, a, a good running back, a great running back usually. Um, so, that definitely is, is – is awesome as well ryan i'm i'm smiling here because i can see the youtube comments i don't know if if uh if you can or not on your end of it here but here we go we're gonna ask some rapid fire questions uh some of these are football related a lot of them aren't so here we go uh ryan what's your what's your favorite food man (sighs) my favorite food that's a good one um Oh come on! We gotta be decisive, quarterback. The the, the, the pocket awareness right there. You got just got sacked on that one. Oh, and the phone goes. <laughs> Definitely, chicken pot pie. My mom makes the best chicken pot pie. If you've ever had that. Now there's an answer right there. That's it. That's the good stuff. That's some good. 
still. That's some new. That's some New England comfort food up there. Is what what that is up there up up, up north. All right. So we got. Uh, well, that was from. That was from True Dog. He was asking about people you've met at UGA, but then he followed it up by saying same question with the staffers on the team. So you know, we know you've talked with coaches and con- quality control coaches. You know, Buster Faulkner, Todd Munkin. Kirby Smart, all that, but were there any people on the recruiting staff, the kind of behind-the-scenes people that you really connected with? Yeah. Um, Cody Collins, 100%. He was he was amazing. He was always with me when I was throughout my visits and stuff like that. Uh, Coop as well. All those guys, they were, they were, uh, they were amazing. Um, but I spent most of my time with Cody. He took care of my family, and it was he was just an amazing, amazing guy to be around. He was with me, and I mean, he was with me my first visit, and he was with me last – my last visit as well. Yeah, a lot of those guys don't get the you know get the credit in public. So that's great to be able to point uh, point some of those guys out. People are, are interested in this food deal, Ryan. They want to know: Do you have like a meal plan? Do you have a personal trainer? What's the what's the training like in the off season for you? Yeah. So at school, just because I go to boarding school, we have a we have a trainer on campus who does like all of our sports and stuff like that. But before school, uh, in the off season, we'll do our lifts before school or early morning, um, kind of run it like a college program. He has like our own football um, specific lifts and we run them as a team, team lift as well. Um, And then the meals come through the school. So, and most it's, it's a well-known athletic school. So yeah, they, they do have a nutritious plan for everybody. Like not for like, like, like like singled out for each different person, but the food that they put out every night is nutritious food. And uh, Jed, you know, you've been around, you've been around Athens a good bit. Uh, so this, this, this prelude to this question, I mean, not only is there talent on the field, there's, there's historically quite a lot of talent off the field in Athens. And uh, here's a question that uh, Greg Rosenberg and he goes, his daughter wants to know if you got a girlfriend, man, you you already, you already taken on this thing or you, you going into Athens single on this deal? No, I, I have a girlfriend from home. Um, he was real quick with that. He didn't get sacked on that question, boys. He said, "He said I got a girlfriend. He, he knows. He knows what he's doing there." Yeah, I have a girlfriend. She's. I've been dating her for a, a year and a half now. So, I got you. So we got. We have a little thing on this show. We like to. I'm a big. I'm a big uh, pro wrestling guy, and we got people that like to ask questions about like WWE pro wrestling, all that. So they want to know: Do you like wrestling? What's your favorite wrestler of all time? You got it. You got a wrestler that you used to watch. I don't. I don't really watch a lot of wrestling. My, oh my, man! Oh man! My old, my old youth football coach was obsessed with it, so I was around it a lot. Um, but I, I never really got into it too much. Then the final question that we'll kind of leave you here with, because we appreciate your Actually, time. One thing, my dad would always talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin, so I remember that. You can't go wrong with Stone Cold. That's that's the right answer right there for sure. Uh, and then last one here. Do you dislike Florida yet? They want to know. You know, you see the helmets over here. Florida, Georgia. It's it's the Florida, Georgia hate week going on uh, in in Jacksonville this week. Have you? Is that something you're going to have to adopt and learn, or or do you know what's uh, kind of going on with this this deal? Nah, I know what's going on now. I'm a Georgia Bulldog, so if you're not a Georgia Bulldog, I don't really like you. So, that's, I'm, I, hey, I hear you, and I think I think you were wearing. Uh, Number number three in all your pictures and stuff is that is that kind of the number you're shooting for to 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 get in in Athens? Yeah, I mean number three or number two. I'm wearing number two this year because one of our I transferred mid year, so the senior that was already here he has three, so I might switch back to three 
next year. But I don't know. My brother wears two. I wear two now, so I kind of like it. Couldn't make it. Couldn't make a deal. You know, in the NFL, they they like buy the numbers. But you couldn't like you know trade something in the boarding school uh, arena there for that number. Couldn't make nah. a deal for it. Yeah, where is is wearing number three is my boy. So I was. Uh, he's my guy. So he can have it. I got you. Uh, well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming on, Ryan. I know uh, Trent and Jed do as well. Is there anything? And we appreciate the cameo by number eleven back there. Uh, hey, appreciate it, man. They, they they're noticing you in the highlights, so keep it up. Uh, you said, you said he's, he's committed. Reasons why I came here, came to Avon. I played seven on seven with him, and and he had talked to me about it. I was like, yeah, definitely. I'll talk. And to you me. said he's committed to UConn. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe not for long. Who knows? Hey, watch out, UConn. Other people will be be watching. All right. So now, uh, when we when we uh, you know let you go here before you do, is there anything you just want, kind of like a last statement with your first live performance here in front of Georgia football faith? Was there anything you just want Georgia fans to know about you? Um, that I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna give them my best. I'm excited to be a Georgia Bulldog and. Um, I plan on early enrolling, so I can't. The sooner, the sooner it comes, I can't wait. Um, just definitely excited to be a Georgia Bulldog, and thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. I would love to have you back on, maybe, uh, maybe later on in the year, or maybe uh, some sometime uh, getting towards your senior year with everything. So I appreciate you coming on, Ryan. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. All right, we'll see you, man. All right, so that was Ryan Puglisi here with us uh and we're gonna keep going here on the on the show with stuff so uh we appreciate ryan coming in uh with us and we'll definitely be putting all this stuff out there um later on and getting it all typed up for you guys on on ugasports.com but uh ryan you know had a lot of a lot of things that are probably going to endear him greatly to georgia fateful already with some of those comments jed yeah, absolutely, and and he seems like a guy that and it's and we mentioned this with him off air a little bit. The the names Jaden Davis and and Julian Sane were were kind of they weren't discussed with him all the time, but those names did come up in his recruitment. But the staff told him, "Look, we want you. We want you. It's not like we want to. We want you if you're ready to commit now, but maybe we'll want Jaden Davis." The staff told him, "We want you as our quarterback in this class." So, um. Really great, um, great interview with him. He did tell us off air for those interested. He goes by the nickname Pug a lot. So for those, Puglisi is is too much for you. You can shorten it down to Pug, and uh, that's why Ryan. Or Pugs, yeah, with the, uh, Pug, Pugs, yeah, he's right there with him. So uh, hey, Randy Payne, uh, a a stalwart here of rumors versus facts. He gives his approval. He says he likes him. Uh, Go Dogs from Tifton, Georgia. So guys, uh, obviously we've had Ryan. Uh, Puglisi on here with us. If you're just now catching up, you can go back a little bit, catch that, catch that interview. But we're going to finish out uh, answering questions from the UGA Sports Vault. Did want to say once again, as you can see across the bottom, that we are presented by Auto Owners Insurance in cooperation with uh, Turner Woodensmith Insurance and the. Turner Woodensmith is a tremendous insurance agency that takes care of all your customer service needs. And they have great policy providers like auto owners that give you options on, on life insurance, home insurance, car insurance, and business. Both have been in business for over a hundred years. So they can help you take care of your insurance needs. Go to TWSinsurance.com or auto-owners.com. So guys, uh, you know, we, we know that 
The class of 2024 is rocking and rolling in terms of offensive skill guys. Nye Carr went crazy. Uh, Yazid Haynes went crazy this past uh, weekend in the class of 2023. So there's some explosive receivers in the next couple of classes coming. But right now, uh, you know, Trent, with the exception of uh, running back, maybe add another running back, Georgia's really focused on finishing up the defensive side of the ball in this class of 2023. Yeah, definitely. They're they're looking at you know the outside linebacker. Uh, you know what they got some spots to fill in that defensive line. They're looking for, um, and just and just landed uh, the defensive back Chris Peel that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, <laughs> that might have finalized the uh, defensive back class. I know I know Kirby and Kirby's still going to recruit defensive backs throughout this class, and he will take another if he has a chance. But um, Chris Peel added uh, another. Uh, you know, dynamic athlete to that defensive back class and uh, and to go along with uh, four other guys. So um, I, I would say defensive line, linebacker, or really outside linebacker is what uh, the focus will be. Um, but they'll still keep their eyes open on defensive back as well. Yeah, the, the I went and saw Chris Peel play this past Friday, you know, which was two days before his announcement. And, you know, getting to talk to him, you could definitely uh, – we we thought beforehand, actually, we've had a a, a future cast in for him for months to Georgia, but we definitely got kind of got that confirmation there uh, beforehand, just how he felt about Fran Brown and Will Muschamp, uh, Jed. But he's a guy that he's played different positions. He's played running back, he's played corner, he's played safety. So uh, Georgia's getting a guy in Chris Peel that can move around the around the field, and uh, somebody that that Muschamp and Brown took a particular in, interest in. Yeah, and, and Blaine, you've mentioned this in the stories that you've you've written on Peel. I believe it was in your commitment story that the connection with Fran Brown goes back to Rutgers. At the time, Chris Peel wasn't too big on going to Rutgers, but he really liked Fran Brown. And then Fran Brown comes to Georgia. Things have really picked up there, um, I guess, since January or February, whenever Fran Brown got hired. So um, he's a guy, like you said, he, he's really versatile. That's what Kirby Smart and, and Will Muschamp and these guys look for in these defensive backs. I don't think there's one guy in that secondary that is – um, you know, purely a corner, purely a safety. All these guys cross-train, play different positions. Kirby mentioned it today in his press conference when he was asked about Chris Smith. He's like, yeah, when he came in, we toyed with him at corner, at safety, uh, at star a little bit. So that's just kind of the nature of the beast if you're going to play for Kirby Smart and these guys. And obviously Chris Peel has that size and the um, athleticism kind of play all over the place in the secondary. I think he probably – and Blaine, you, you having seen him in person, I don't know if you agree or not, he probably ends up as like a safety star type. I would guess, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of tough. It just depends on you know now with Star the way Georgia does it. You know, we talked about uh, <laughs> there was talk now that he, he just committed to Nebraska, but there was talk about Georgia going after uh, Malachi Coleman, who's six foot five. You know, and and you think about how they used uh, you know when he was back with the program, Adam Anderson did some stuff there. Uh, you know, they they. They used Smile Munden there some a little bit. These are guys that, yeah, absolutely. These are guys that are really long. So obviously, I think physicality wise, because Jalen he he's more in the the body frame of a, a, a Javon Bullard who has done some of that stuff as well. So it just depends on what route they want to go. But I definitely think safety or corner could could be in his his future over there uh, for sure. But. Um, Guys, let's get to uh, some of these vault questions. Uh, but I did want to say with Chris Peel, Georgia's up to 22 commits, uh, added a PWO 
commit in the class uh, today. I think Walter uh, Blanchard, a wide receiver. Um, so, so they're and those PWOs have have turned out to be, you know, beneficial for Georgia over the last uh, few years. So you never want to totally discount those. Um, an opinion question right here, wanting to get all our, our opinions on which twenty twenty five quarterback would your first choice be as of right now? We can just kind of go around and answer what, if you were going to prioritize a 2025 quarterback and you were in charge of Georgia's recruiting board, who would you go after Jed and Trent? Um, and it's, it's a cop-out answer. I've only seen one guy in person, Antoine Hill, but I think Antoine, like he has the size that you really look for, but he also has the added factor of his connection to this Georgia program runs so deep, right? He's Trey Hills nephew he's known kirby since he was like seven or whatever he's obviously in state so um he has all the physical gifts but i think he also has the added factor of like when you look at a quarterback being the centerpiece of a class and recruiting other guys i think who would be more better positioned to do that than antoine hill right um in state and all that other kind of stuff so um that's not why kirby would prioritize guy just thinking out loud but when you get when you the physical tools antoine hill has um I think he would probably be um, the guy I would look at right now. Only, because, I mean, I've—he's the only one I've seen in person, but he's definitely a good-looking kid when I've seen him. Trent, you got an opinion on twenty twenty-five QB? Yeah, I like I like Ron Montgomery. Um, I like you know uh, the Hurley kid, but uh, you know I have to agree with Jed as far as uh, you know you're going out and getting in the twenty-four class, getting a quarterback from uh, up in Connecticut. And uh, and it, it would be good to have a 25 quarterback close to home uh, that can kind of, kind of bring, you know, be kind of be the centerpiece, uh, be the uh, recruiting coordinator, I guess you'd say, uh, if you could get him on early and, and kind of land those guys around uh, the state of Georgia. But um, I think Antoine Hill is a uh, – of course he's – uh, the biggest of them, he's six five, two twenty, or somewhere around those range, and and he can really spin it. So I think it'd be, uh, I think it'd be Hill. I think Antoine Hill has uh, maybe the biggest upside of of any of them, but I think in terms of polished quarterbacks uh, that Georgia realistically has a shot with and has had a lot of communication with, I would go with either Ryan Montgomery or Colin Hurley. Like you said, Colin Hurley is different, guys, because he is. I mean, he he is built. He looks like a sophomore in college right now. Like he's 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 thick. Uh, he he's able to move. It throws from different arm angles. But if you haven't seen Colin Hurley from, uh, I, I believe it's Trinity uh, Trinity uh, mm. Christian Academy down, down there. Jordan, Jordan has some strong connections down there too. Yeah, they do for sure. Uh, you know, uh, Todd Hartley re- has recruited that area really well in the past. So um, there there's lots of. Uh, Lots of things that that could go their, their way there, and and Colin Hurley. Listen, guys are guys are starting to make decisions that benefit them in their recruitment. He's so far advanced. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a guy that you know eventually elected to say, "Hey, I may I may move up a class or something like that." That's very very possible. But if that happens, then it wouldn't be as favorable for Georgia because they they already have Puglisi uh, Puglisi in the class so that we just talked to. So. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Pine Tree wants to know, Jed, about Miami and A&M. Yeah, so I think with Miami, and someone mentioned this on the vault the other day too, you wonder 
what things might look like with Jaden Wayne because he was a guy. I mean, it it seemed like it was Georgia and Miami were really almost yeah. two there and. And and Trent, you mentioned it a minute ago, Georgia's really kind of looking at outside linebacker, defensive end as this clash closes out. And Jaden Wayne's kind of one of those hybrid type guys. Um, and another factor there is if Georgia misses on Damon Wilson, does that even turn up the heat even more? So I think Jaden Wayne at Miami um, is a guy they look at. And they look at AM, there's two offensive linemen there's TJ Shanahan, there's Chase Basantis, both guys Georgia was. Um, pretty heavily involved with Shanahan, probably more so than Basantis, but uh, things don't look too uh, swift for Jimbo and, and the gang down in College Station. So I'm sure um, Stacy Searles and those guys are are in communication there, and um, it's it's one of those things where that'll be really interesting to watch if any coaching moves are made at those places right after the regular season ends, and how that might affect those guys as well. Something else to keep an eye on, and I don't have any inside knowledge on this, but Looking at Miami's commit list, uh, Francis, I, how do you pronounce the last name? Is it Maagua? The the tackle, the Malagoa. Malagoa. Uh, Francis Malagoa is a offensive tackle, six foot six, three twenty five. I guess where he goes to school, IMG Academy, mm-hmm. and George already has a really strong history there with IMG. They have Gabe Harris, who's there in this class, who's working on Samuel and Pimba. If they were to able to land Samuel and Pimba. Uh, then you would have to think that those two would try to get into uh, uh, Francis's ear over there and maybe maybe flip him around. Of course, Jaden Wayne is there as well, and you made that that point uh, there on the Miami side. But uh, Trent, any any anybody else that we're kind of that we missed or didn't didn't hit on? No, I'm Malik Bronson, another a guy that the Georgia uh, recruited. Um, you know, there's a lot of these kids that. Uh, you know, not that Georgia needs another um, inside linebacker, but like Raul Aguirre uh, from from the state of Georgia. So, I mean, there, there's a good amount. Um, Connor Lou was a guy that Georgia kicked the, uh, uh, you know, Roxwood early. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think you could you could look at those commits, but I'm more curious about uh, the portal uh, after the season ends, and I think that will be a. Uh, that will be interesting because Texas A&M has some uh, studs at uh, as freshmen over there that um, you know you don't know what's what's going through their heads or what what lies in the future for those guys. There's been a lot of predictions, uh, you know, across many outlets for Samson Oak and Lola to Miami as well. You have to wonder if if uh, maybe. You know, somebody somebody put on Twitter, they said, I don't know if the Miami program will ever recover from a Duke player doing the U and then shattering it over his knee as he scored a touchdown on him. I mean, just, uh, you know, rough when you lose to Duke 45-21. The state of that Miami program is, uh, man, it, Mario Cristobal has got a lot of work to do down there. So we'll see how many of these, you know, pretty good recruits that, that they've got uh, lined up already. Hey, some of them may, may already be locked into long-term deals, if you know what I'm saying. So they may they may have to get a hold of an attorney to get out of some kind of deal. Who knows? But uh, we, 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 we talked about we talked about this back in the summer when I think Miami was had, maybe had the top-ranked class or, you know, somewhere around there was uh, a lot can change in the season. And if, you know, Tennessee is a program that kind of trended upwards, uh you know, from the, from the spring, but, you know, uh, Texas A&M was another school that we talked about 
how will that season go will reflect a lot. And then you've seen those seasons with Texas A&M, Miami, those schools that kind of recruited good early. And you, you'll start to see some uh, backlash from that, um, you know, going into the fall. And maybe even closer to signing day, you might see some of these guys flip. You might see Georgia and schools like that come in late. Yeah, and, and to your point, the portal – uh, you know, who knows? Lane Train rolls in there to College Station this week and uh, puts the hurting on AM. Uh, Evan Stewart and and uh, D- uh, Smoke Bowie may say, All right, we're we're out, we're done uh, with all this kind of stuff. So you, you never know. Um, and Georgia was, of course, in it with both of those. Jed the Boy Racer 45 has got a question for us here. Yeah, uh, most likely to end up in this class if you had to pick one, Deuce Robinson or DeAndre Moore. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, y'all, y'all go ahead. Go, go first. Who, who do you think? I probably would say DeAndre Moore, partially because I think there's a better chance of Georgia adding another receiver in this class than another tight end. Um, and, and I mentioned this on the vault the other day, too. I wonder, because I mentioned this in the 321 report the other day, Todd Hartley isn't going to Arizona to watch Deuce Robinson play without there being some sort of interest there, whether that's Georgia um, pitching Robinson or recruiting him as a receiver, whether that's if Todd Hartley thinks Lawson Lucky's going to flip, whatever there is, there's some sort of real interest there. So um, that's something we need to be paying attention to. But DeAndre Moore committed to Louisville, another program like we were just talking about, Blaine, that hasn't exactly had uh, blown the doors off on the field this year. So um, he's coming to Georgia for an official visit. Last few times, Georgia's gotten uh, committed guys on campus for official visits. Um, it's usually followed by a decommitment and or flip shortly thereafter. Um, and Brian McClendon was at his game on Friday, uh, this past Friday. So um, I would say DeAndre Moore right now um, ahead of Deuce, but I definitely think the Deuce Robinson situation is a really intriguing one because Georgia just keeps like hanging around in, in that one out there, even though they've got two tight ends committed already. Yeah, I, w- I would say more as well, but I but I do think uh, I think I think there's a legitimate shot with Deuce. I re- I think they're you know in Deuce's top two uh, as they're standing right now, and, um, and but I think DeAndre more just because of the focus of uh, bringing you know one or two more wide receivers in, and I do think Deuce would be a, a hybrid guy. I think that he would be brought in as a tight end, but a more of a a hybrid guy. Um, and, and you know, you can't never doubt Todd Hartley on the recruiting trail. So I'm definitely not uh, discounting Georgia's chances any there. I, I think I think Georgia has a legit chance for both of them. But I think I would put the uh, chances of more slightly ahead of um, Deuce. Yeah, if anybody knows uh, or follows Todd Hartley on Instagram, you know that that man is partial to his back porch, okay? He, he does not like leaving home. So if he's going to leave home, he's going to go recruiting. Uh, he's got a, he's got a chance over there in it. Uh, it. So taking that trip out to see see Deuce, you know, I, I definitely think there's a lot more momentum there than there was a few months ago uh, on that end. And I know Georgia, like you said, already has a couple uh, tight ends committed, but I think he can be used in a different way, like you said, Trent. And then DeAndre Moore, I think uh, Louisville ought to be, you know, petrified of him flipping to Georgia, especially with that visit and the momentum that could be you know, garnered in in Georgia's corner over there uh, with Tennessee coming to town and that that atmosphere, 330 CBS game of the week, all that kind of stuff. So DeAndre 
Moore would be my pick as well. Night Dogs is is is, is uh, Russo's going to fall into Auburn or Florida's lap, isn't he? Uh, can UGA get them back on campus? Uh, talking about him and James Smith, does UGA still want both of them, or is it Impemba and Wilson deciding first? I mean, I think I think Impemba and Wilson are the are the priority here on the edge. I think they obviously like Rusal and James Smith. And if they both said, Hey, we want to, we want to commit Georgia wouldn't be turning them down, you know, but I think in Pimba and Wilson are the priority. What are your, your guys thoughts? Yeah, it definitely seems like they've moved kind of to the top and, and could there be, could a contributing factor to that be that, that the staff feels like they have a less of a chance with Rusal and Smith maybe, but, um, with what Impemba and Wilson bring to the table, they're both just – they both could end up five stars by the time this thing is said and done. So um, those guys are the priorities. Kirby and Chader Uzo-Deribe showed that by going down to Damon Wilson's game in Florida this past week. So, um, yeah, I think they're the priorities. Ruson Smith, I mean, they they still seem set on this whole package deal thing, and, and um, you know, that doesn't seem to – to bode well for Georgia in this case. Yeah, and Trent, uh, you know, UGA Sports Vault legend and uh and rivals analyst Ryan Wright put out a uh put put out a uh, report on Damon Wilson talking about how uh Ohio State, Georgia, that's that's pretty much who it's down to. He said it's it's those two and they're neck and neck and and uh that that it you know doesn't really see a decision uh, coming any anytime soon but uh that's that's a big deal. If that would be huge for Chadera uh, Uzo Deribe in his first recruiting cycle with Georgia. Yeah, and I think uh, you know he came on the official visit. Georgia had a little bit of momentum leaving that official visit. Ron Day mm-hmm. came the next day uh, following his official visit and uh, kind of shut that momentum down. And uh, you started hearing things about you know uh, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, and and now with Georgia. Uh, having the ability to go, to go visit him this past Friday and uh, with, with Ryan Wright's, uh, um, you know, article, it seems like things are neck and neck and this ain't, this is not a process going to end, you know, anytime soon. Uh, I could actually see this going all the way up until December and, uh, and these two schools uh, battling out with uh, in-home visits in the recruiting period leading up to leading up to uh, uh, early signing day. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's uh, that's all of the the questions that we've had. That's everything that that we had to, to go through for you here. We will. Uh, PA Dog Six Ten did ask about the visitor list. We'll be compiling that and probably try to get that out uh, sometime on Thursday, right, Jed? We we try to try to drop those Thursday, maybe maybe early Friday, yeah, something along those lines. Probably, we already know some of them. You probably just print out the rivals two fifty and um, yeah. at least one hundred thirty yeah, of them will be there. And when we mean Thursday, we mean the Thursday of that game. So because that's very fluid going in, so it's yeah, probably going to be we'll a little. See how uh, how things look next week? We might drop it a, a day earlier just because it's such a huge game. There'll be additions, but just I've I've been compiling a, a list as I see guys. We've got David Hobbs on an official, Sam and Pimba on an official, DeAndre Moore on his official, um, Jordan Hall was pondering an official for that weekend. Sammy Brown, Justice Haynes, KJ Bolden, David Sanders, the number one player in 2025 right now. Um, it's going to be a, as, as the kids say, it's going to be a movie next weekend. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be a, a big game on the field, but it's going to be a, it, it, there's going to be a lot of talent um, down in that uh, West end zone as well. 
It's going it's to be a movie. Georgia hopes that, that they're in their bag that weekend. You know what I'm saying? As the, as the kids say as, as well. So we'll, not, not in terms of like bag, like recruiting bag. Maybe a bad term to use there. That's slang for the, for all you uh, uh, people old, any older than me, because I barely am able to, to use it as well over there. So um, guys, uh, that is it for Trent. Jed and myself here on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts presented by Turner Wooden Smith Insurance and Auto Owners Insurance. Guys, we had a full interview with Ryan Puglisi. It was his first live performance in front of a Georgia fan. So uh, go ahead and go back and watch that. If you missed it, it was about the first 20 some odd minutes of the of the show here. Make sure to subscribe, okay? subscribe that really helps us out we just passed 30k the largest georgia youtube outlet out there uh, and that's because of you guys subscribe turn on notifications so you go live uh you'll know when we go live you won't want to miss tomorrow with coach donnan and roddy and dane uh talking about georgia florida down in jacksonville so it is uh it is absolutely uh going to be a great week of coverage here on the uga sports com youtube channel and over on the website so for trent smallwood and jed may i'm blaine gilmer and we'll catch you guys next time on uga sports rumors versus facts